uh, I have actually been doing um, dry February. And so I'm counting down hours now. And so at, uh, at 12, I'll be cracking a cool, uh, cool one. everybody how you doing today it is rob and i'm here on how to survive the modern world or gen x isn't just a fashion statement with my buddy andrew it's uh, presented by our friends at tribe74.com check them out andrew how you doing today buddy oh pretty good how about yourself man not too shabby uh i got over my my illness i believe like i still you know still some residual residuals there residuals. i thought we were gonna have to put you down well, quite honestly yeah, some days i sometimes i think that's better that way uh, you know, so my, my wife doesn't like me talking about that kind of stuff, but uh, there's days when I'm just like, oh, you know, maybe I should just you know, give it all up. And she's like, uh, please don't do that. Well, I think the important thing is, is that uh, you've made it to episode number two. That's important. Yeah. I mean, now, now I have a reason to live. <laughs> exactly. So what's on the schedule for uh, tonight's show? Well, I thought, uh, I, I think we kind of touched it on the, uh, on, on our last episode, but uh uh, music and bands that scare you, but also entertain you. Uh, Superstore, a TV show that uh, that we've been catching up here in Canada on Netflix that uh, is uh, pretty, pretty decent. Um, I've been on a recent anime kick and, uh, you know, discovering that uh, 40, 40 plus years in the making. Lot, but lots for us to talk about because we like to talk. It's going to be a great show. Stay tuned. It's going to be a lot of babbling. And uh, that's what we do best. So I hope that's why you tune in because I've got some booze in my drink and uh, ready to babble. Fantastic. Uh, I am sporting water. It's, I, I, I've been doing a dry February and I am actually counting down the hours at this point. Dry February. And to me, that, that's, that's like amazing. I'm, I'm glad that, that people can do that. Uh, I'm, not a, I'm not an alcoholic and I'm not... Uh, I would never, ever say anything bad about a person who suffers from addiction or anything like that. But, uh, you know, we, we all go through that. I think, I think like a majority, especially maybe our, our generation, we all went through that time in college and high school where we, uh, you know, we imbibed quite a bit. And uh, no, exactly. I mean, I've got a I've got a little mini fridge full of beer just waiting for me. I love that. And it's waiting for you on March 1st, which is uh, mm-hmm. uh, as of this recording tomorrow. But uh, yeah, I, I like to, I like my scotch. Uh, I enjoy my scotch. And, oh, nice. But I, I don't go crazy. Like I have it once in a blue moon. Uh, last year, uh, 2020, uh, despite uh, the, the weird and wacky year that it was, uh, I, I nursed a single bottle of scotch that I received at Christmas from my, uh, from my mother-in-law for the entire year, I think till about November. And, Beautiful. Yeah, and she replenished it uh, at Christmas time again. So, so then you're set for the year. I yeah, I'm pretty much set for the year. Um, yeah, so I, I'm not by any means a, a, a big drinker, but uh, I don't mind a little nightcap here and there. And you know, I decided and to. Tonight's the perfect night. So why don't we jump right in there with uh, with the music and bands that scare you? Sure. So so I kind of like the the kind of idea I had behind this was that uh, I kind of in my teen years I kind of jumped onto the uh, into the the heavy metal world. And my early years were just like, you know, it was kind of like, you know, the cult, 
you know so i mean the name sounds scary but they're they're mostly like a punky rock band right more just like yeah that. definitely yeah so they weren't like scary. but that, that's probably what what got me deeper into the genre yeah crazy isn't that crazy like i mean nobody knows the cult except for you know like a few of us and uh it's it's weird that like they they were just they were tame right like they were just <laughs> i mean their their music videos consisted of them like dancing about in frilly lace shirts and you know and singing about you know romance you know well not romance but you know fire women and uh you know like, yeah, he always kind of had a bit of a, a um an aboriginal kind of kick to it i, I think i think uh, the lead singer had some aboriginal in him they're um, still touring too oh i know they're, they're they're like the last band on my list that i need to see yeah <laughs> but uh well, well once we can get out and, and see a show again let's uh let's get some tickets yeah, yeah let's go let's go see the cult i'd be i'd be pretty cool to see the cult um but yeah so so from the cult i kind of got into you know then i started getting to heavier stuff like metallica and you know megadeth and and then slayer was kind of like the edge right and yeah uh, then i then i discovered like guar and Guar, well, I mean, if you've ever had a chance, like you, I don't know that you know anything about them, but man, what a show that those guys put on, right? Like they're, they're these art students from New York, I believe was the, uh, was their background. And uh, they, they designed these massive costumes and they're just like these vulgar, grotesque costumes, you know, and they were, they were like the scum dogs of the universe. So they came from a different planet and they landed in Antarctica and their job was to destroy the human race. And uh, they had these weapons and all that stuff and their guitars were like giant axes and they would like squirt blood and uh, among other bodily fluids all over the audience, you know, fake, fake stuff. Right. But uh, oh, I'd hope so. The, 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 the crowd, but you never know with art students. That's true. Right. Art students are crazy, man. You know? But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so they, they, they would like encourage the audience to climb onto the stage and go into the pit where they get smashed down into the pit and uh be destroyed and and succumb to i don't know the giant worms and all that stuff and it was it was just it was crazy stuff and uh i never had a chance to go see i did i did have tickets in my hand at one point but uh unfortunately work got in the way back in the day that was always the way back in in my time is that work always got in the way of this crap no exactly it, uh I, n- I never got a chance to to see them but uh i understand their their shows are, are crazy yeah that's Pretty, pretty crazy. So that was kind of like my introduction to the scary stuff, right? You know, but uh, I mean, it, it was obviously it was just more, more show than anything. But uh, I mean, their their song, their songs and their lyrics, their mu- their music was like it scared old people, right? You know, because it was, it was no. really heavy thrash metal, um, and then you know songs like "Sick of You" and "Maggots," you know, that kind of stuff. And yeah, it, it's just hilarious to. Uh, to think you know that, that that was the stuff i'd be playing my mom would just like look at me like i was like what the, what did what did we do wrong where did we go wrong i have a long list but <laughs> like for, for me i guess i started out kind of in that uh, alternative punk rock scene and kind of my first introduction was more through ministry and uh, yeah, ministry. like i mean it's like you'd you'd go to uh like dances and stuff like that and and that would be the music that would get the crowd going oh okay so let's hold on here so let's let's go back this this will probably kind of like localize us a little bit and probably not a good conversation for the for the podcast but did you go to the saint george's dances 
I was a regular, yes. You were a regular, yes. I went to a couple of those. So so for those who, who obviously aren't from the area, uh, St. George's was a church uh, in uh, the downtown of our hometown. And uh, they would host these uh, all ages dances at um, in their basement, I guess their, their common room. And it was always like uh, rock, metal, industrial, goth music that they would play. And it was so you, you always had these kids who just... These are these aren't the kids you want to be in your church kind of stuff, right? Now. <laughs> and there was mosh pits and thrash circles, and but it was always such a good, peaceful time. Like I mean, everybody was, you know, no, it was a great energy. Yeah, and it was it was kids, right? So you know, there was never I didn't really see any problems there. And no, every, it's just a safe place to go. Yeah, and I think that was really good. It was just it was funny seeing it at in a church, you know. Yeah, especially an old church because that was a, that was a really nice church. Yeah, no, it's uh, I think it was, I think it's Anglican, but I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent. Yeah, you know what? That's a church, churches and religions should be a topic for another, another episode. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm with you. Put put that on. Uh, <laughs> I gotta put that on the list for for one of our upcoming episodes for sure. But uh, yeah, ministry. Oh my, they were. Oh, oh, I got a great story. Okay, sorry. Okay. I'm staying on topic of ministry, though. So at one point, I had a ministry t-shirt, and one of their songs uh, from their, I guess, their, their popular album, uh, I think it was like Psalm 69 was the name of the album, but um, which, you know, it's pretty funny itself, but their song was Jesus Built My Hot Rod. Uh, nice. it, was, it, was, it was industrial, but it was like metal at the same time. And uh, it was just, I don't even know what premise of the song was the with with a lot of like industrial music too right like sometimes you couldn't even understand what they're singing or talking about but uh i had that but that shirt on and i got on the bus and there's an old lady driving the bus blonde hair tons of jewelry uh and she sees my shirt ministry jesus built my hot rod and there's a picture of an engine on it and she goes i love your t-shirt and i just looked at her and it took me back and i'm like looking at her going is she maybe she's no and then Does she know and then i saw in the center of her chest a giant cross uh a necklace i'm like oh jesus she does jesus, not know no jesus built she, my hot rod the ministry you know <laughs> she does not understand she would be the thing is is that song i don't think would offend her like it would be loud and probably obnoxious to her but it wasn't like one of their songs like thieves you know or any yeah. of their more vulgar you know, songs like uh, One More Fix or anything like that. But uh, so so kind of getting back to the topic a bit, what, what was it that scared you about ministry? No, I, I don't mean, know that it was uh, that it, it, it just had a really dark sound to it. And it, it kind of, uh, kind of just instilled this energy. And I, it's really di- difficult to describe. Um, but, you know, as as a young person uh, that, you know, that is out exploring and just uh, kind of, kind of growing that, that sort of music, it it just, it made you feel, feel wild. Were you into any other like industrial bands? Um, Not a lot, really. Not a lot. I I think ministry was was like a go between band. It was like, uh, I can't remember the name of, of the, uh the, the lead singer or the the creator of ministry 
um, Alz Jorgensen, I think was his name, but uh, yeah. he, he, I think he did like skinny puppy and, but he, he, he kind of moved around the circles and did a bunch of different stuff. Um, yeah. Um, but ministry was kind of like, they were on the edge. They were on the cusp of industrial because industrials and I shouldn't say that it, it's a different type of music because it, it's all about taste, right? Like I've got a friend who absolutely dies, lives and breathes uh industrial music and he would make me mixtapes back in the day if anybody doesn't know what a mixtape is uh this isn't that's another subject um (laughs) but yeah he he made me a mixtape with like skinny puppy and and all these uh these industrial bands and stuff and i'm just like some of it's like oh this is really cool and then other stuff is like oh okay i don't really you know i don't feel this or i don't vibe with this but but ministry was like that one it was like it was heavy metal it was punk it was industrial and it just kind of it stuck all that together and i think like a couple of bands that we're going to talk about uh hopefully briefly more briefly than we go <laughs> blathering on about them but uh, i think they kind of influenced like marilyn manson and nine inch nails uh to kind of adopt that mainstream uh industrial side of it um I'm trying to think of another band uh tool what uh tool, uh what uh i was thinking what about uh daft punk they they had a really industrial sort of sound to them if i if i remember so um, you might have to speak on that because I, I i remember daft punk but i don't think i know much about their music yeah i don't i don't know a lot about them but they they had a couple couple hit songs um that were really popular in in the clubs that had that well it had that industrial feel yeah yeah there was uh yeah there was there was a lot of bands that kind of like took it around with it and uh sometimes it, you know what you know what reminds me of it nowadays um who, who's that uh, that nerdy the nerdy guy that uh um he shows up in all the uh all the big productions nowadays uh oh my goodness i can't i can't remember his name he's the long hair he wears like glasses kind of like ours um and he's uh they call it dubstep the music's dubstep um mm. and so it, it takes a very industrial feel to it where like it uses these like pops and clicks and uh these um big dropping booming bass lines oh, i'm not uh i'm not familiar with it i'm sure people who are listening now are laughing at us and calling us boomers we're not boomers we're gen <laughs> we're gen xers we're gen xers exactly. but, but uh um oh my goodness i'm gonna have to uh, i'm gonna be so upset at myself i don't remember the name of the band because they actually have a couple of really cool songs um but anyway well, uh, think on that yeah i'll think on that well but uh it, i really find that uh dubstep really takes a bit of that industrial thing and it's kind of modernized it to and brought it to the new the newest generation really um and you hear them using it all the time uh like even in like their their newer rap uh kind of stuff newer hip-hop kind of music so uh uh, it's just, and, and this kind of leads into to the band that I wanted to talk about, uh, uh, D'Antverd. Uh, so they're a South African band. Um, yeah. So now I'm not familiar with with them. So so this is my 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 wife and kids just just look at me with disgust when I play these guys, and uh, they're perfect. So, so they're 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 really they're really interesting. Like they're they're not metal. They're not rock but they have this really hardcore edge and they're, they're like two really, I don't know how to say, I don't, I don't want to be insulting when I say it, but they're two nasty looking people. It's like a, a girl and a guy, uh, Ninja, Ninja is a guy and the girl is uh, Yolandi Visser or something. Um, and uh, they're like these scrawny punk, punky looking uh, 
um, I don't know, they, they look like they, they live under the bridge kind of thing. Um, and uh, they're, but their, their videos are so dark and like their songs are like, but they're, they're, they're almost like pop, pop, uh, uh, dubstep rock um, or like hip hop, I guess. Right. Cause they, they have a very gangster, gangster rap feel to them. So if anybody's listening right now and you should be, um, just jump on and take a look at some of the images of, uh, right. of these two. I, I just did. And your description of a couple people that, you know, live under a bridge, it, it is bang on. Yeah. And again, they're just like, but I mean, they, their, their tunes are just bumping, right? Like you know, this one song, I, was, I, think, I think it's called, I think you're freaky and uh, I like you a lot. And uh, it's, like starts off and the, and the girl she's got a very high pitch very mousy voice and she sings like you know, she raps it a little bit and then all of a sudden then like this is booming like like rhythm section comes in and and then he starts singing and like hold up you know he just starts going on or like and he starts rapping and it's like almost oh it, it's like it, you, if you don't bop your head to their music but then you, you take the visuals and you're like oh, i'm disgusted with myself that i'm watching this and listening to this but at the same time you're like this is <laughs> this is bopping right you know this is like sounds like they put on a great show yeah they're crazy they, i mean they're, they're really popular they ended up in a there was a movie called chappy i don't know if you've seen the movie chappy it was like this robot who kind of gets a conscience and yeah i know i never came, came yeah across i think it's even a south african movie but they're actually featured in it as kind of a couple villains or a couple uh, anti-heroes i think the two of them show up in it and it's uh and they look the part right this like post-apocalyptic you know, Mad Max. That might be a better description of them. They look like they should be in Mad Max. You know what I mean? I bet they put on an amazing show. Yeah. But well, well, after the show, and for those listening, after the show, check out D Antford, uh, D I E A N T W O O R D. And uh, it'll probably be a link on here, but it depends on when you listen to the show. Uh, but uh, check them out. They're just like, they're crazy. And they're, they're, their music is all over the place, right? And they even have like the songs where neither of them are actually on it. And it just ends up being like some rapper, like I'm assuming they're all South African rappers. And uh, it's, yeah, it's um, it's really weird and grotesque, but at the same time, it's, I mean, you can't, you can't deny the music is, is bopping. Oh, awesome. So. so earlier on, you had mentioned Marilyn Manson. Um, so for those of you that aren't familiar with him, um, he pretty much got banned everywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, I never. Did you ever see one of his shows? I did not. I, I never attended any of his shows. I know. Uh, I'm pretty sure my daughter went to one of his shows. Uh, my oldest daughter. <laughs> um, but she, she was, she's into into like uh, that kind of music, that style of music. Yeah, no, yeah. Like I mean, he's just a very dark individual. He, he's definitely a showman, right? Oh, for sure. Actually, speaking of like showman, the last thing that I saw him on, uh, he played a fairly regular character in Sons of Anarchy um, in the last season, mm-hmm. last second last season, somewhere in there. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, like, and I didn't even realize that it was him at first because, like all of us, he's gotten a little, little bit more rotund, <laughs> and uh, like I just. I didn't recognize him, but he, he played, um, he, he played a guy in prison who kind of ran the prison. Um, but, uh, he played the role. Excellent. Excellently. 
So excellently. So is that a word? I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm excellent. Yeah, excellently. I love it. Actually, I'm I'm going to add that to my uh, my vocabulary. So I'll tell you a little story about uh, how I discovered him. So a long time ago, and you're probably familiar with the radio station. I I hopped in the university radio in uh, in our hometown there for a little bit, and I was doing the back catalog kind of thing. They were just getting CDs in. You know, they went from real to real. Remember, you remember reel to reel. Ah, uh, yes. When you're making a show, you had to like cut the uh, cut the tape and tape it together, and then you could like string you know you could string songs together and all that stuff. I had to go through the, their catalog because uh, they're getting all these new CDs sent in from the radio state or from uh, from the publishing companies and stuff. And I saw this one, Marilyn Manson, and uh, yeah. the artwork was weird. It was just like had a like a pink spiral and the artwork was green and a lot of stuff. And I don't remember the name of the album, but I remember the first song I listened to was Sweet Dreams. And uh, Marilyn Manson had done a cover song of Sweet Dreams are made of this. It's, it, it's going through my head right now. Uh, uh, by the Eurythmics, which, okay. You want to talk about punk? You know, okay. <laughs> Eurythmics were punk before punk was punk. You know, it's weird. Uh, it, it was like the part pin- of that new wave scene. Yeah, I think yes. they, they fell into that genre. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, but yeah, so Marilyn Manson had covered that song and I just sat there going, wow, this is a cool take. And I was getting into the heavy metal scene at that time. So it was just like, wow, this is cool. I really got to watch out for these guys. I also discovered White Zombie and Soundgarden at the same time. I was just going through this catalog, but uh, yeah, he was getting banned everywhere, but it was, it was all about imagery before it was even about the music. Yeah. He was, uh, he was certainly a showman. Yeah. So that's for sure. And uh and I mean, but the, the thing with him too, uh, is that, um, he, he was smart. He wasn't, he wasn't uh, a pushover. Um, he wasn't, and I don't know why anybody would think that people are dumb just because, you know, they, they look the way they do, but it seemed to be, that was a thing back then, right? Like if you looked a certain way, well, you clearly weren't very smart, but no. he, he proved a lot of them wrong, you know, him and like Rob Zombie and, uh, um, Possibly, I guess we talk about Nine Inch Nails and uh, um, Trent uh, Reznor, uh, who was basically the the one the the, the one man band. Um, Trent Reznor was was really interesting as Nine Inch Nails, and that was another scary band, I guess. Uh, I see that you put them on the list as well. Uh, what scared you about Nine Inch Nails? Would you say? I don't know that it scared me. It was more it was more of an exciting sort of thing. It's um, you know the the sort of music that you want to take to the bedroom yeah yeah <laughs> well yeah there's certainly ones that you didn't play in front of your mother that's for sure um but i think too with uh with nine inch nails uh well they had the one song obviously the the really popular one that that's really vulgar about uh you know doing things do you like an animal mm-hmm. um, but uh, they they showed up a lot on soundtracks for like some darker movies and stuff like picture like uh the crow do you remember the crow did you ever watch the crow that was a great movie. I, oh, I saw that in theater, phenomenal, actually. Phenomenal movie. Yes, I, I can't remember if I saw it in theater. I know my girlfriend at the time, she was huge into like dark goth stuff. And and we had to watch The Crow. And I was like, oh, you know what? This is a really good movie. I had no idea at the time it was based on a comic book. I probably would have doubled, ta- doubled down on it if I knew that. But Yeah. No, uh, to be honest, I'm not even sure that I've seen it since. Oh. And... Um, I need that's going to be back on my your playlist uh, my must watch list yeah well Um, the soundtrack was phenomenal but just so you know it 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 ages actually really well it's still it's still just as relevant now and it's still just as sad when you watch it and especially if you know the backstory behind that yeah so for those of you that that don't know the the backstory 
uh, Brandon Lee, who's the main actor in that, actually died during the making of that film. He was actually, yeah, he was he he was shot by a, a bullet from a gun that was used during the during the filming, but it was a blank that had got lodged or something. And then there there was a mystique around that because of the mysterious ways that his father, so Brandon Lee, the, the star, was the son of Bruce Lee. We all love Bruce Lee. Everybody loves. If you don't love Bruce Lee turn off this podcast right now but uh <laughs> um so yeah so brandon and it was just like it, it people were calling it the curse of bruce lee because of the mysterious way that bruce lee had died and they said that he was cursed and if you watch the movie i think it was dragon the, the bruce lee story with jason scott lee i believe was the actor great another phenomenal movie um and yeah it was just they talked about the curse of bruce lee and it seemed that brandon poor brandon had suffered that as well yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely gonna go back and and watch that now. I've I've just jotted it down beside me, yeah. so uh, we to, might have to as make, a reminder to watch it. We might have to make that a uh, another subject as well, like uh, Bruce Lee or not. Well, Bruce Lee for sure is gonna be a subject at some point, but uh, uh, yeah, the Crow for sure could be something we talk about. I don't know. I, I'm I'm weird. I'm an artist, right? So uh, <laughs> I, I'm a little weird, but I I, uh, I used to go on YouTube once in a while and I would just type in creepiest music or creepiest music videos or scariest music videos or scariest movies sometimes too or, or uh, most disturbing movies because I just want to I don't know why I just wanted to see what people thought were was disturbing and what was scary and so that was actually how I found D. Antford um, there was another band uh, I can't remember the, the Aphex Twins and they're always at the top of the list I don't want to talk about them too much they've only really listened to the one song but uh, yeah they, they were another like kind of industrial band and they're if you watch your video and if you go if you if you search for top 10 scariest songs or top 10 scariest videos or or creepiest or most vulgar or whatever their video will always almost guaranteed be number one or number two on the list so yeah anyway i hope you're all jotting these names down yeah heavy metal music you know they, they say that heavy metal music is uh is evil and sinful and is what's causing all the problems in the world and you know they might be right they might be on something doesn't mean i'm gonna stop listening to it though no exactly so why don't we jump into our next subject okay yeah all right yeah well yeah let's 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 get a little lighter here (laughs) yeah exactly so i have uh just recently jumped into superstore i hadn't even heard of it and this show has been around since i believe like 2015 um and this is 2021 yeah, if you know, wherever, whenever you're listening to yeah, this, exactly, yes. exactly, and like the the show, the, the first episode, I'm going, yeah, it, it's okay, but the the second episode was like knee slapping hilarious. I think that uh, so when it comes to a lot of shows nowadays, and I think like you can't hop in on a show, you know, five episodes in or maybe one season in kind of thing. You have to watch from the beginning. And then a lot of the jokes that carry on episode to episode, it's like Family Guy or uh, I'm trying to think like The Office, right? And I and Superstore, Superstore uh, is very much like The Office in a way. I, I get a really office feel to it, right? Like they, they're really character driven and uh, and some of the jokes really have to carry or carry over. And that's what makes them even more funny. So you actually you get invested in the characters in the show kind of like The Office, and oh, when we, we, we binged it. We sat down, we binged it, because it just, that, we, we couldn't stop watching. That's what I have been, that's what I've been doing. Now, um, so the main, 
I guess there's a lot of main actors, but I'm going to call him the main actor who's the, the store manager is one of the um, kids in the hall comics from kids in the hall. All right. And like, at first I'm going, I know that guy, Yeah. but he hadn't, he hadn't done anything um, kind of in the spotlight for maybe 15 to 20 years. Um, yeah. At least I wasn't catching him anywhere. And, but he, uh, is absolutely hilarious. He is and oh. just the like he plays a character. Oh, it is, yeah, like it is so. Um, well, the influence of kids in the hall is crazy, right? Like, I as a kid, like in my I guess teen years when they were on TV, uh, they're a Canadian group. So if you've never heard of kids in the hall, you got, you got to check them out. They were like this, uh, they were like typical Canadian, uh, uh, variety television kind of thing, but it was more, it was like sketch television for them where like SCTV, but, uh, uh, yeah, they up were just, date. yeah, up to date. Yeah. And, uh, the, the actors there, like they, 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 they've done a lot of stuff, but a lot of their, their care, the, the actors went on and did kind of like B roll type stuff or, or whatever, but they were always like centerpiece characters. They were so funny and you almost couldn't have a show without them. And, uh, I don't remember the actor's name off the top of our head, but he does such a fantastic job in this show um that the manager and he's got the high pitched voice and he's a goody two shoe and yeah uh, oh it just yeah, as, yeah. As, as the seasons go on sorry go glenn ahead. glenn and, is his name yes glenn is the character's name yeah and uh oh like but i mean honestly that, that it's an ensemble cast like every single person of the main every single of the main protagonists or characters oh just brilliant and, like it, it's the the show for the the everyman if you will like yeah you know it, Everybody at some point has just worked uh, just the, that job that's not really important to them. And they're just going there for a paycheck. And, um, and so you can relate with every single person in, uh, uh, in the show. Uh, oh, the, and the great thing too, is that like, if, if you've ever worked in retail, uh, I imagine, especially if you worked in big box store, but if you ever worked in retail, uh, some of the 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 kind of like they have kind of like a, a B real scene, you know, that kind of happens between any of the main uh, the main acts, and you just see like these customers doing things like weird or say like you know somebody blows their nose on a t-shirt and hangs it back up or something like that, and you're just like, yeah, yeah, that's not un uncommon, that's not unusual, <laughs> <laughs> and so you really relate to that show because of that. So um, I was watching it the other night with my wife. And uh, we were just actually first introduced to Amy's husband. And he has just become a backyard barbecue YouTuber. (laughs) And he's got the struggle is real. (laughs) Yes, yes. And so and he's he's got an audience of nine (laughs) and and he doesn't even know three of them. And my wife just looked over at me. Oh, oh, and (laughs) And you're like uh i relate um i've got 27 <laughs> yeah <laughs> so much better than he that's, that's right that's right and i only know 20 of them <laughs> oh yes yes uh, oh that, that's but, i mean just everything just uh, is so relatable i mean just oh. it doesn't matter on what level you know guy going in and trying to pick out a toothbrush and wanting to get help uh, with it and and uh you know just the um uh teen the teen pregnancy story that you have going on as well too and i just just um you've got you've got 
all these storylines that that are going on th- uh, throughout that are just so relatable and yes. every every little section is essentially a skit uh, what i find a lot of times when when you have these kind of like back uh i felt that a lot of it was off script um like it it, it almost fe- feels like some, like not everything they didn't rely on the script they relied on a lot of jokes and they were allowed a little bit i don't know for a fact or i don't know for sure that's how it was or like filmed or whatever but i really got this feeling that they had a lot of like kind of inside jokes but the thing that made it different than like say like a movie like uh what's the movie with all the big actors the um uh why did i do this to myself the one with Adam Sandler and uh, David Spade and yeah. Chris Rock and all those guys or whatever, uh, like that that movie, that movie had such potential. It was all like these inside jokes that they were all laughing about, and so then they tried <laughs> to translate that in a film, and it didn't work at all. I, I thought it was, there was were terrible movies. Then I, yeah, with this I, show, sorry, go on. Oh no, that those were essentially just kind of hey guys, um, could could use a little bit of cash. Uh, why don't why don't we get together and hang out for a few months let's let's tell a bunch of a bunch of poopy jokes and uh you know <laughs> that and, only us understand yeah, yeah uh well so we had I, a great time doing it yeah 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 i made made way too much money but uh, and that's what i found so so the superstore i found that as well as i felt like a lot of it was inside jokes but you know what it worked like it didn't and that's kind of what was my point is that different from that movie uh it was that these jokes we were all in on because we could yeah. relate to these characters so much more, right? So, yeah, it was just, oh, it, what, what a great show. How far into it are you? Um, we just got into season two. Season two, okay. So we, yeah. we've, we've finished everything that's on uh, Canadian Netflix so far. And I think there's one, they're, they're recording one more season. And then that's it. I think they, they got pulled after their final, their next season. So, um so you got a while to go. Grown Ups is the the movie that you were thinking of, right? Grown Ups, and they and they and they actually made made two of them. Yeah, yeah, and uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I there's people that I that I've talked to that that adore those movies. Um, kid, the kids find them kind of funny, but as they get older, they'll they'll probably realize they're not that funny. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's just so many, so many inside jokes or just like and some of the dumb stuff. Like it was just like this bad Adam Sandler humor. And look, like. Look, I loved Adam Sandler at one point, but yep. uh, now I just find a lot of his stuff is like really lowbrow, and uh, some of it's pretty sketchy. Especially if you go back and look at some of these movies where he's got like, you know, Rob Schneider. That okay? So Rob Schneider, who's in those, always plays this such a stereotypical, uh, uh, borderline racist character. Uh, all the time in these movies and stuff like that. I'm just like going, how, why, why did, why did, did you guys think this was a good idea? You know, maybe, maybe. <laughs> well, I mean, even still, like he often, uh, he just shows up to do his one line in every movie. Just mm-hmm. kind of, you, you can do it. You can do it, Waterboy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder what he gets paid to deliver no. that one line. Uh, imagine being friend with, with somebody like Adam Sandler, who's rich and just brings you into his movies for one line and, you know, you you have you have no career, but here you go. Except come and join that my movie. is that is your career. Come and join now, my we movie. shouldn't say that he he didn't have a career. Like <laughs> I mean, he 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 was a regular cast member on on Saturday Night Live. Oh, so and he, he had he had what he did American what was it American Gigolo or something like that. What was that movie that he did where he was like the the male the male prostitute? Uh, Deuce Bigelow was that? That's it. Yes, yes, Deuce yeah. Bigelow. Yeah. Yeah, so we, we can't really say 
<laughs> that, you know, that he doesn't doesn't have uh, have a career there. Well, well, let's just say he cemented the end of his career, you know, uh, <laughs> by, by, by doing by these. doing that. Yeah. So uh, but yeah, so so to get back to Superstore is that what a fantastic show. Uh, America Ferreira. Is that, is that her name? I think that's the, the main the, the main actress. She also is the producer of the show. Uh, oh, um, is she? I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, she she is so charming uh, and does the show so well. Like uh, she she originally had a show years ago called Ugly Betty, and I never really watched it. Um, and I don't even know what the premise was. I think she was just I like didn't know that that was her. Right. Uh, she had the, yeah, the the show Ugly Betty. I think the premise was that she was just like this unattractive uh, a girl who was just trying to make it in the world kind of thing in in, in corporate America or something like that. I don't know what it what it's about, but. Uh, and she did really well with that show. And then she just kind of disappeared. And then I seen her on that show. I said, okay, well, I, I heard she's a good actress. So I checked it. And that's when kind of what drew, drew us to it, right? It was like, Superstore, premise sounds funny. Just a bunch of goofs and working in a, like a, a Walmart type setting. And, uh, yeah. and, you know, and her name kind of drew me to it. And then seeing uh, Glenn, the, the, uh, the, the kids in the hall actor. Oh, I don't remember his name off the top. We should have probably... We should probably do some of these fact checks before we do our. We don't need fact checks. Well, I mean, yeah, we, just, we we make it up as we go. Yeah, most of our stuff is off the cuff. Glenn was uh, Mark McKinney, so Mark McKinney from uh, Kids in the Hall. If, if you're listening to this, this, this podcast, you can check out Kids in the Hall. Some of the stuff was some of the stuff was stupid, but some of the stuff was great. And I've taken that. It's kind of like Saturday Night Live or, or Living Color or Mad TV, and you take that into the real world with you. Where you know, sometimes I find myself, I see somebody, and I catch your eye, and I start. You know, I, I put my fingers up in the air and I put my put their head between my fingers from afar and I squeeze their head and I go, I squish your head like a grape, which comes directly <laughs> comes directly from kids in the hall. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta squish their head like yeah. a grape. Oh, but to squish your head like a grape. <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah, oh, what what a fantastic show and yeah, and America Ferrera does a great job. I, I understand that it did get some uh, awards. Um, like it's rating on, on uh, the internet movie database at 7.8 out of 10. I mean, that's yeah, no, pretty, it deserves it. Yeah. And it just, it get, you know what, even when, when they, try, yeah. One of the things that, that always kind of bothered me about uh, a lot of sitcoms back in the days that they'd always kind of take a dramatic turn. Like you think of like cheers, you think of uh, a friends, there's always some drama that happens within the group of, of friends and all that stuff. Like, you know, uh, was that Ross and Monica or I don't even know friends. I don't, don't like that show yeah. anymore, but yeah, we're just kind of oh, really. Are we going to talk about this crap again? Like, let's. When remember when the show was funny, you know, but <laughs> but, it, but it's like the media or the the paparazzi or the TV guide press. You know, they all take these shows and make it all about you know, the relationships as opposed to making it about this is just a comedy. Just let us laugh every week. Yeah, and, no, uh, exactly. I th- I think you know we we you know you just start to grow out of it at mm-hmm. at some point. And like I, I know my son's gone back through and, and how many years has it been since it uh that it was on the air um and so so it still has its place but uh as any show grows um sometimes the writing isn't as strong as it was in the beginning yeah it's like they, they kind of forget what they were what they were famous for and, and you know what i don't it, do you blame it on the writers do you blame it on the audience is the audience kind of they, they kind of write towards the, 
the audience, like depending on, okay, so that, you know, they watch like the, the ratings and are people tuning out at this particular point, kind of like YouTube, people tune out at a certain point. So you got to kind of go back and look, okay, what were people watching you for? So then you know, they kind of do the same thing with these old TV shows. Like, okay, so people really like the Ross and Monica, you know, relationship thing. So I guess we kind of have to write that in more. And then you're just like, oh. you know, so the people who just watch it for the comedy are like, ah, oh. and then the people yeah. who watch it for the romance are like, ah. Oh. Well, exactly. I and I think that was part of it. I yeah. I was done with the 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 romance the romance storyline. Yeah. So I think that's again coming back to Superstore. I think that's what's different. Like as as I watched the, the almost the entire show, is that they do build some relationships in there, and then it kind of you see it going. Oh, here we go. Here we're going to have one of these relationships, but they don't ever let it get to the point where it's not funny, right? Yeah. Where they actually they they roll the relationship into funny zone right where a lot of shows kind of forget that right like i don't know if you remember cheers but uh oh yeah oh like by by the i don't know whatever season it was but by about halfway through the the entire run of the show you're just like i don't care about his relationships with these two girls and all that stuff and you know it's like, oh and oh this person's quitting the show so now we all have to be sad i just want to see norm drink beer and yeah cut people up all day long you know and, and- Cliffy come up with uh, ridiculous, um, you know, uh, quotes and so forth. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, let's let's be fair. We all related to Cliff. Well, okay. Hold on. I related to Cliff <laughs> because you know that's my life. All right. You know, I come up with these ridiculous <laughs> ideas, these ridiculous facts and stats, and and now I have a podcast to, <laughs> to air them on. So, but uh, and that I appreciate you for. Excellent. So uh, so let's. Uh, move on to the next subject i think okay if you haven't seen superstore it's on on netflix in canada for sure right now check it out it's hilarious we're not being paid by netflix or disney plus but if you guys want to pay us for being for from netflix or disney plus please do anime so how much are you into anime have you or are you into anime at all uh yeah um so i i honestly thought that um you know over the the last 10 years that it was really a, a new thing but I mean, it it's derived from uh, Japanese comics and has been alive and well for for ages. I, I don't actually know when it started, but uh, it just it has a, a certain sort of feel to it. My son is huge in anime and can probably talk to you uh, nonstop about any uh particular anime show that has been on is currently on is probably in the making uh i have had endless conversations about stuff i have no idea about <laughs> but like i i sit down and like i'll watch um some naruto now and again and uh some of the the other titles um oh gosh he kind of one punch man is another popular one, ba- uh, Baki. Uh, it's kind of a, a fight, like a kind of a fighting style uh, anime show, but uh, it's pretty cool. So I want to go back and touch on on one one statement that you made there is that uh, you didn't even really know what was going on. And let me just say, I'm pretty sure that people who watch anime don't even know what's going on, like you know, regularly. So, yeah. So to to be fair, like, oh, it fantastic, right? Like, I'll give a little bit of history here. Like, I remember back in the day when I was a kid, sitting in front of the TV and waiting for 
whether it was the Flintstones, whatever American cartoon was coming on that day, but it always started with Astro Boy. And I watched it once and I was like, I hate this. This <laughs> is, I don't understand what's going on. Faces are making the action sequences or just like a bunch of strobing lights. And, and I was just like, well, this is, I don't get it. I don't want anything to do with this. I hate Japanimation from that day. And, and that was what it's called. So hopefully that's not offensive to say Japanimation. That was what we called it back in the day, but obviously we call it anime nowadays and everybody understands that. So I don't know if Japanimation is an offensive, thing, but um, I wouldn't think so. So, so, and it was probably about 20 years later, and I'd always kept hearing about this. Uh, I was a comic book nerd at the time, right? And I was, and I, I really enjoyed Disney uh, animation. And it might sound weird at saying 20 years old watching uh, Disney animation, but the animation, especially like in that, that time, like uh, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, and Aladdin, the music and animation was just like so clean and so good. And especially, and you're just like, wow, like it's just crazy that they can do this stuff, right? So I came across Akira. So Kira is this like uh, um, a new, uh, um, we call it a post-apocalyptic movie, uh, but it was so emotional and so crazy and visually it was just so stunning. And I'm just going, what is this that I'm watching? Like, this is so good. And this is better than any of this Disney crap I'm watching. And, uh, <laughs> but I didn't really catch on after, I didn't catch on into that. And I didn't know, I didn't know about the, the, the whole culture of, of anime and manga, a manga, uh, which is the comic book version of anime, I guess we could call it, right? Anime would be the film side of it, and manga was the comic book, the book version, yep. graphic novel version of it. And uh, I, I kind of watched little bits here and there, but I still never really got into it until just like maybe the last like two years or so. Um, and I'd seen like stuff for, like Pokemon, and I never really got into the kid, the kid side of it, right? Like the kiddie stuff. So maybe that's why I liked Akira so much. Is that it wasn't directed at kids? It might have yeah, looked- like I mean they have uh, you you can get um, anime that are are for the kids. You can get it for the teens, adults, and and it even mm-hmm. goes uh, north from from there. Yeah. Um. What whatever you're into, it's out there in the anime world. Yeah. You just kind of have to t- take an open mind with it. I think sometimes, but um, I started watching and just I, I said. So, so I run a store uh, where, I, where I sell collectibles and stuff with that. And I had a whole bunch of Pokemon stuff come in, but I had a bunch of these figures come in and these figures were like really cool and really detailed. And they weren't like action figures. They're like little statues and stuff like that. And I mean, some of them were, you know, for all intents and purposes were sexy. You know, I'm going, yeah. oh, they, so this is, this is a thing, right? Like I wasn't sure what, what to make of it. So then I started looking a little bit more into it. And then I found out about this stuff called Etchy, which is kind of like uh, it's, it caters to the teenage boy or the the adult and that there's very sexual element to it um but then like i just then i started like finding out about all this stuff like fan service but then finding out like i started watching some of the stuff and seeing like the the violence the the very adult content and i don't mean like like sexual content i mean just like you know these very emotional emotional storylines where you're actually sitting there going wow this is horrible like horrifying <laughs> And to think that somebody might have gone through this and, and you, you actually get into it so much that you're like, these are comic characters or these are cartoon characters. And, uh, but there was such an emotional, so such an emotional connection to these characters. And it's like, this is nothing like you get in North American animation by any means. 
Yeah, like I remember watching um, one show where uh, this uh, this girl is hiding under the bed as her parents are being killed. Like it, it's, and then how she grows from from that. Like I mean that that's a crazy storyline, and like that is not for not for uh, a child's consumption at all. For sure. For sure. And I've been watching like on Netflix, I, I started watching a few different shows on Netflix and it's going like none of these, none of these are for kids, any of the stuff that I was watching. And I wasn't like looking specifically for like etchy, uh, definitely like hentai, I guess it is the, the porn version of anime, but that's not like on Netflix by any means. But um, I'm just watching some of these shows and I'm like, wow, this is like, this is intriguing stuff. Like, and my wife, who's, who's very, very traditional, doesn't like I, I I don't say traditional in a, in like a, a holy year holy way or anything like that I just mean traditional she doesn't go outside of the box very often when it comes to stuff like that like but I found her watching um Ponyo which is a story about uh, uh some kids who turn into fish and I haven't watched the full thing so I can't tell you the story or the premise and I probably just cured it all to hell there but uh and she was watching it and she was like right into it and I'm going okay so like this stuff really relates to people um yeah. and some of the stories and, and we watched uh i i kind of sent you a link to a show to watch today it's called uh, enter the anime and i thought it was more of a what is an what is anime and i think that was the way that the girl who did the documentary presented is what is anime and where does it come from and she didn't even didn't get the answer at all yeah uh, like i mean it it um great that she put it out um and like it but it's barely an introduction yeah uh to to anime and the world of yeah but what i what i like the one the one artist the one creator had said is i don't give a fuck <laughs> and and then and then then I, I i i just directly thought of anime and like yes anime does not give a fuck and i, I don't want to make the show vulgar but I might have to bleep that out, but I don't think you do. I know. I don't know. It's a podcast. I can do whatever the hell I want. Really? Exactly. It's our podcast. Let's do it. But anyway, um, so and now I've got a whole bunch of these figures all over my garage, uh, all over my studio. Um, but uh, yeah, just I, every time I turn on a show. Uh, oh, so so I, I've got some homework for you to check out. Okay, a show called Egretusco, Egretusco. It's on. Uh, it's on uh, Netflix, and apparently it's super popular. It was actually they discussed it in the uh, in uh, the Enter the Anime uh, documentary that we watched. Oh, I can't even say the name. That shows you how uncultured I am. Agretsuko. <laughs> Agretsuko. I've just written it down phonetically. Yes, and uh, it's a Japanese web television series. But it's uh, if like the characters are all these uh, very Hello Kitty type, and it's even I, I believe it's even produced like the characters are actually. Um, credited as uh, the Hello Kitty brand. I can't remember the name of the, the brand off the top of my head, but uh, so the characters all look like these Hello. They're all like uh, these cute little, like a fox and cute little pig and all this stuff. Yep. But this, it's it's about the girl who, um, who the the girl who's a fox or a red panda or something like that who has working in a, a nine to five office job that she hates it's like she was she was all excited when she first started but then now she hates it and it's like everybody's daily grind but she her outlet is death metal music so oh, she, yeah no so she, i've heard about that yeah I, I didn't realize what it was called so so she just goes to work and then when she you know she gets harassed by her boss 
she turns in like she she goes she does this inner monologue where she's just like sings death metal songs like i hate you you're a shitty boss right <laughs> it's like it's just like it's so like offbeat very like off the off the your, your typical like it looks like it should be a cutesy hello kitty it should be the kid should be watching it but then she like starts calling him a shitty boss and he's like talking about sexual harassment and stuff like that and it's just it's crazy but it, it's definite watch it's, it's worth watching checking out um i watched i bumped off a few, quite a few episodes before we came on tonight my you know i ended up having a nap because i'm old but uh we need those yes my wife uh my wife continued to watch it you know and like i said that's not her thing but uh <laughs> she she was i could hear her snickering here and there watching the show and it's crazy and apparently it's super popular over here as well so you were uh kind of talking that you were a bit of a, a disney kid um yeah. growing up and as a as was i and i think that's probably a fairly north american thing but japan they have something similar but it it the world was uh, revolves around uh i believe it's called uh to- toei toei animation yes and like they've been around since like the 1950s and uh instead of the mouse it's the the main character is is a cat um but that is what japan is is known for like it it is their disney yeah they, and they, they have multiple ones right like studio ghibli if you if you talk to real anime fans um i shouldn't say real anime fans uh, hardcore <laughs> hardcore anime fans um studio ghibli or ghibli uh, it's spelled with g-h-i-b-l-i uh is one of like the um they're they're like at the top of the list right like they're the ones that pump out some of the, like the best uh uh i'm trying to see if i can find a quick uh link of some of the videos that they put out there there, there are so many studios like that in japan and the the, the documentary that we watched kind of talked about that uh a little bit but again, I think she she really uh, she really missed uh, some of the key points in her videos. That it's really about the culture, and, and that's I think that's the most surprising thing that comes out. Well, I, guess, I shouldn't say she missed it. She that's really what she focused on is how the difference between anime and Japanese culture. And I grew up. Uh, I've always been fascinated by Japanese culture, but I, as I get older, my kids got into uh, really got into Korea and K-pop. Uh, they, they had a lot of Korean friends and stuff like that. Yep. And, and a lot of the, the Asian uh, markets like uh, with Japan and Korea and stuff like that are, are, are very similar in a way. Um, but yeah, like there, there's like this, this whole subculture that was prominent. So it wasn't even like a subculture. It was like punk over here, but it was very prominent over there. Right. And, uh, it, and, that's kind of what anime is. It's like this whole culture over there where like, you know, I, I think that's maybe what Disney's trying to be here, but they, they don't have the grasp or the grip that Japan has. And, no, like, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a lifestyle over there and, and it's a prominent lifestyle. It really is. And it's so fascinating. And I, I heard, and I likened it to myself. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I likened it to myself at one point that, that the Japanese really loved the American culture and that's kind of what they were doing. But now I, by, by looking at it and watching them going, no, no, they're a whole different culture. They're the, oh, the for sure. It, I don't, how, how do I say this? I, I don't know for sure, but it seems like they're, they're so tolerant and open to this that it's not offensive to them. No. Right. Where over here, things like that would be offensive in North America, but over there it's like, 
they accept it and they're like that's just anime being anime or kids being kids kind of thing we're here it's like oh my god that's offensive uh that shouldn't happen and we're going to try to ban that but over there they're like no this is this is us this is our culture embrace it yeah like i mean uh in in uh ontario canada there there's only like a few days out of the the year that you have uh, conventions that are based around pop culture that Mm -hmm. the you know you see people uh dressing up in all sorts of unique costumes and stuff like that but over there that's you it's just see that on the street yeah it's, it's a, not like it, it's an everyday thing it's a lifestyle it, it's definitely a lifestyle and uh it's definitely something i'd like to experience and i hope that uh you know someday that uh um you know when this podcast takes off and we make a gajillion dollars thanks to uh sponsors like netflix and disney plus um that uh we uh we can have a chance opportunity to go over there and just witness it firsthand and uh, like to me it's just so fascinating and uh, fascinating as in like you know oh you know look at this and poke it with a stick kind of thing it's just like fascinating as in like they they understand how to be people human beings right and yeah. i really think that's the thing that the jet that the japanese and and for the most part like a, a lot of the asian culture have over you know north america is that they really enjoy life and they really like to work together and they don't I mean, I don't know to say that they hate, you never say it, nobody hates anybody, but uh, I don't even know where I'm going with that point. But my point is that I would love to go check it out. And I think that they really, they've got it figured out over there. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. So, but yeah, I think, uh, I think we can wrap this episode up and hope everybody's uh, enjoyed themselves. I think next week uh, we need to look at a few items like, uh, why not? Let's talk about collecting toys. Yeah, no, I'm in. I'm in. Excellent. Because uh, I, uh, for those who don't know, I, I run my own little uh, collectibles toy shop and stuff like that. Uh, it's not nothing big by any means, but uh, I love toys. Andrew loves toys. Uh, it's going to be a hot, uh, it's going to be a hot show. So definitely tune in. Yes, for sure. Thanks a lot for coming out guys. And Andrew, appreciate you as always stopping in. Thank you, Rob. And we shall see you in the next episode. Cheers. Peace.